Hello and welcome to Can't Find My Way Home, the podcast where expats from around the globe talk about the music and art scene in their adopted home. I'm your host, Craig. In part two of the podcast with Tommy Reynolds, we get into how musical experiences can really change your outlook on life, as well as the realisation that playing music is more than just feeding your own ego. Very philosophical stuff. Tommy name checks the bands and projects he played with during his time in South Korea, and a veritable who's who of some of the good dudes he met along the way. There's capers at the Haebang Chon Music Fest, songs about the king of comedy, and why TLC were a better pop act than Ed Sheeran. Favourite venues, 80s hair metal and the travelling Wilburys feature in the top five. Without further ado, Tommy Reynolds. I was going to ask you about that. Are there any particular, because I know uh, we know each other for several years now, eh? but we we haven't spoken in some time, but... The yeah. Grateful Dead thing. I know you're a big Grateful Dead fan, and there was Shortbus. We did some Beatles things together, like charity concerts and stuff like that. Is there any particular yep. project? I'm not fishing for compliments, yep. by the way. <laughs> so, is there any kind of. Uh, <laughs> are there any particular projects that you've really enjoyed? You know, these could just be one off things or things that have stoked particular memories now that you look back on them. Oh, God. Um- I would say that the, the biggest one was was the Grateful Dead one because that it, it, it just for me it, it changed my approach to music. You know, like like remember that we were talking about before where just really for me it was just ego. Like I, I was really really kind of egocentric about my performing and how am I doing and what's the and being a part of that project. You know, with definitely some of the finest players in soul. I mean, George and Drew and Trevor and Nate. Refresh uh, my memory. What, what was the name of that original uh, Grateful Dead collaboration? What was the, the name again? The, 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 the spiritual, spiritual Hustlers. Spiritual Hustlers. Spiritual yeah. Hustlers. Thank you. Yeah. And, um, and, of course, Adam. It was such a good mix of unbelievably talented musicians, but also such good humans. And I just remember... That first, we played this gig at, at Rocky Mountain Tavern. Yeah, and I, I was I was there. You went into that place. You couldn't move. The place was packed. Yeah, and we played the song. It was uh, "Help Help on the Way, Slipknot Franklin's Tower." Uh, all the Deadheads call it "Help Slip Franklin," and it's <laughs> like a big thing for all the Deadheads. And there's just like this big solo, and then it goes into you know like this. It's like a real famous thing. And we were playing that song. It was during that song that I just, I realized that music isn't about me. It's not about us as players playing it. Like we were saying, it's about that interaction. You know, it's about what they're giving us. And was about like getting like accolades or getting, you know, like it was just, it's about, and right at that moment, we hit that note, that again. You literally felt that wood floor on the second floor of Rocky Mountain Tavern. The whole thing just bent <laughs> with all the people jumping, and it was just like holy. But there was, you know, three, two, three hundred people maybe 
I, I don't know how many play, but maybe only 150. I don't know. It gets bigger the older I get. It was a big bar and it was yeah, yeah, yeah. In both yeah, floors. It was, it was a big bar. Yeah, let's, yeah, a big bar. And it's bar, always and dark, really right? Cool. So you can never really see, you know, there's a lot of happy yeah, that's it, that's and stuff. So. <laughs> Mission accomplished. But the, the, <laughs> the thing that blew my mind, though, was that everybody was happy. You know, and that was just everybody in that bar that night was just not just there was joy. And then being able to be a part of that, you know, just maybe just rethink this whole, wow, you know, if I approach this with a with a more kind of giving attitude and a more, you know, it's not so much about fishing for compliments and no. oh, how well did I sing tonight. But it's definitely a learning experience. Going back. Yeah, but like like going back to that sports analogy, just like leaving it out on the on the stage, and just giving it, you know, like it doesn't always have to be, you know, so technically perfect. But as long as it's honest, and and you get in, I've I've never looked back. Fuck, I like I wish I had learned that lesson in my twenties. Like I. But here's the thing: you probably wouldn't be where you are today if you did. That's true. That's true. That's true. And you're probably um, an old boring man in a suit and all that stuff. And maybe you are already talking. You're just not wearing it today. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I jest, of course, man. You know, because I can see you're, um, you're looking resplendent in your Grateful Dead T-shirt as we as we record this. So you know, you're, keep, you're keeping it real, man. Yeah, yeah. Like 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 that that musical experience definitely definitely changed just my whole outlook. And you know, I, and I think. The short bus stuff, like, was good too, because that was the first thing that, like, I really kind of like put together, and that was on the heels of the Grateful Dead. We got, I got Nate to 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 join, and some really good horn players. Like, we were like, like, let's see, we had the guys from the three. military. I remember there was quite yeah, a, yeah. Movie, I remember AJ. Yeah, I, I can't remember the other guy. Uh, he uh, played AJ, sax. AJ, Mark, it was a, yeah, uh, uh, AJ uh, and Mark the. Trumpet player, yeah. were from the military. Joe Joe Roberts, uh, God, it's one of the loveliest human beings from Australia, uh, was the alto sax player. We had this great keyboard player, Sunga, Korean lass, and Trevor on drums, Nate on guitar. Yeah, June June Bay, June on, Bay, on bass. bass player, yeah, bass player extraordinaire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a good. That was a good band. Like and like, we did everything. Like Marvin Gaye, we did. Oh, God, we our set list was really fun. But that was like I was into that whole Motown thing, um, yeah. and that was really because of fucking George Bazanis. You know, like <laughs> like like he just like he just got me back in. in the, I remember during the Grateful Dead, like um, that whole experience. You know, like just talking with George during and after like Grateful Dead practice, know him better than I do. Like, what is he? But yeah, the best thing that he ever told me about writing songs, the best he, thing that George ever said to me, like, you know, it's like songs always have to tell a story. I think that was George's big thing, is uh, have your songs tell a story. But yeah. We, we have, I was lucky enough to make a couple of albums with those guys together. And uh, yeah, quite a lot of our songs have a story to it. Although the second album that we did together, we, the, the deal was we all had to write one each. So I wrote one. Yeah. Uh, Adam wrote one, of course, and Jeff wrote his. Those other two guys, they did the music bits. I, I just made the drums up, right? So, but I did the lyrics. I, I wrote the song. <laughs> yeah. And George, George just kind of looked at it. And he's like, 
what's this? <laughs> you know, it's just like coming from a completely different <laughs> place to him. I wrote a song about it's kind of comparing a relationship to the King of Comedy. You know the Robert De Niro film. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Living, living, this kind of, living this kind of Walter Mitty type dream life yeah. thing and all that stuff. There we go. It was called Sinking Chips. There we go. A little plug for myself. Nice. Fun writing credentials. Nice. Ah, uh, you know, the, we were lucky enough. I think I saw an old poster. The Spiritual Hustlers. We opened for your CD release party. Was that the, the Grateful Dead Band? Oh, yeah, you it was. Guys, right. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Right before, right before Adam was leaving Korea. Right, and, uh, man, there were, those were some wicked was, times. Yeah, that, we we had some really good times. There was a great scene then, and uh, yeah, I think we've we've been lucky enough that we've taken it with us wherever wherever we are now. Definitely being yeah, being able to take those experiences and 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 again, like going back to like uh, that's I think what being an expat is all about, really. Um, and I think being a musician and expat, like we're luckier, you know. Oh, maybe I I don't know. I, maybe I'm just being biased, obviously as a musician, but like, I mean, we've been able to plug in to, you know, meet locals and connect with them uh, on a level that, you know, some people might not if you just, you know, kind of buzzing by as an English teacher and only kind of hitting the bar scene. But I like, we've met like cats like June Bay and Mr. Wu and, you know, we've, we've been able to meet, you know what I mean? Like some, some really authentic, good people. Yeah, um, whichever one you know, of us. There is, the there's a lot of, Yeah, great. I mean, it's fantastic eh, when you we're lucky enough to do this. Who knows who will do the memoirs for all of the the stole stories between this late '90s, early 2000s, right? That ten year kind of golden, the golden years, as it were. You know, someone's got to do it. I don't know. Who. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, so, it's, so somebody should. So I just like do like a picture essay, um, like another fun story. <laughs> I remember it was like like the first or second HBC fest um, that was going on. I think it might have been had to have been the October one because it was during the Korean election. And you know, like you know, like the Koreans will drive by on the on the trucks and you know, like wave their their vote for number four, vote for number. <laughs> and God, this poor candidate made the mistake of driving down that main strip of uh Bong chung and like and we had like, i mean people have been drinking on that street pretty much all day and people are you know all the expats are jumping up on this guy's car being like <laughs> oh, um, needless to say uh, oh god yeah those early those early Bong chung days were wild Wild. This is some of the great things about being an expert. Maybe we've experienced things and now we're sharing them with others that if we stayed where we were or if our lives took another path, uh, then we never got the chance to play the, the British Embassy gig or the TV show we did or yeah. any any of the... Yeah. The, uh, quietly, quietly, is that a new one? Some of these quite surreal things, you know? <laughs> Yeah, or, or I, I mean, or, or be able to do a night of charity for a, a Korean orphanage, and like the you like like getting these like like they got bikes and some of the other big there was, the, there the were Rolling a few Stones, big ticket items. There. Yeah, the Rolling Stones was the the bike night. Yeah, and the other one, the Beatles one, was uh, the Beatles kind of for, for another orphanage and another. We kind of bought educational yeah. equipment and one thing and another. But yeah, we re we raised a few quid that night for both or both nights. We did a good job, man. It was that was a real team effort. It was definitely uh, it wasn't just yeah. one or two of us. It was everybody chipped in. It was great. 
Yeah, and and, and and that you know, and and that happened because there was such a good community, and everybody was like, everyone wanted to be wanted to be a part of. It. Yeah, like I yeah, I think I did a thing with George and Josh that night too. Like I was in two different. God, I met, yeah, and I was so sick too. Like one of those cumgy, you know, like those <laughs> terrible fucking God. Like we just wake up and your body's dead. So it's just like, uh. Down, uh, many, the, many, down the, many things I do miss about South Korea, and the weather is not one of them. No, no not <laughs> or, or, or the, the stuff that the weather brings, you know, all your yellow dust and all that stuff, man. It's just, oh, yeah, yeah, it's not, not <laughs> ideal. It's, if you're a singer, it's, uh, it's a bit challenging. Tommy, where can we find you? Is there anywhere that we can, um, we can check out some of your performances or what's your social media? Um, if you have WeChat, <laughs> uh, you know, we could, we have a WeChat group, um, we're our easy tiger, but yeah, maybe we'll try to get a website up and going. It's actually, you know what? You might be the catalyst for this. So um, yeah, if we can Glad find it, we'll so. do a, we'll do easytiger.com or uh, you could find me maybe through um, Buckaroo Banzai, <laughs> my, my ode to the, that fantastic eighties film. <laughs> um, but if you're in town uh, or if anyone's passing through Guangzhou, yeah. is that how we pronounce it? Yeah, yeah. If anyone's yeah, passing yeah, yeah. through Kong, there, uh, where Kong, should we? Guangzhou. Yeah. Where where can we find the the rock and roll um, center then? Oh, uh, definitely. Hooli's you know, is um, one. Hooli's um, Irish Pub. Yeah, Hooli's is one, and that's right in downtown. Uh, it's like it's like Zhushang. I'm pronouncing it probably horrible, but Zhushang Newtown. <laughs> you and me um, both, yeah, man. So uh, don't worry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're doing a good right. job of destroying the language too together. Many consonants. <laughs> Not good. Um, yeah. Lack of uh, alcohol, that's what I blame. <laughs> yes. um, also, there's another little place. Uh, it's kind of like our, our cabin club. Uh, it's a little tiny place called Rebel Rebel. Uh, and it's a little, little tiny bar uh, over by the Grandview Mall in, in Guangzhou downtown. But it's a little tiny place that's probably about the size of the electric cat. Um, and that's they were crazy. the first place that... that Oh, super cozy. Like the place only fits. I think the place only fits about 30 people. Um, you know, so, but they were the first place that kind of allowed us to play there. Like back when we were, you know, not, not, we were still developing, I'll, I'll say. Um, but, but they allowed us to outfit. play. Yes. Yeah. We were, yeah. When we were easy, easy kitty, <laughs> easy kitty back in that day. <laughs> but they, but they allowed us to play, you know, the first band and then, and then as we got better, because we played there every weekend and we just played there every weekend. And finally they, you know, they got our names out to the to Hoolies, which is the, the big place. Um, and then, but yeah, normally we're pretty hard to, to track down just simply because our band, there are so many house bands, you know, like, like Gigantic is usually Saturday nights at Hoolies. That's kind of how the scene works here is that basically is like each kind of bar has their house bands and those house bands kind of own certain nights. But what we get to do is we get to travel. I mean, obviously not now, but back when it was, we could travel. Um, we'd travel to all the different cities around Guangdong province. So we'd go to like Shenzhen. I mean, we're only a couple hours from Hong Kong. So we'd just hop the train over to Hong Kong. So every weekend we'd either be Guangzhou, Hong Kong. So we'd kind of do a circuit like that. Hopefully those days will come back, but yeah, yeah you, you can find us at, at yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, but it, 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 it works. So 
the best for everybody because we don't end up stepping on any of the, you know, because a lot of these, you know, Eastern European bands and Indonesian bands, I mean, they're working bands. Like, they're not on, I mean, they're entertainment visas and, you know, so it's like, we don't get to step on any toes, so they're happy. We're, so, I mean, we've just we've kind of, that's been our niche, kind of. And it's worked out pretty, yeah, I, we get to we get to see all of Guangdong province and, you know, play, you know, bars all over. So we're happy with that. But we don't have like a home, you know, if we have a home base, we'd probably say Rebel Rebel is kind of like our home. But yeah, um, we hopefully can, you'll be able we, to find we, us we, at uh, easytiger.com. We'll be giggling like crazy cool, yeah. Rebel Rebel. Of course, another David Bowie song, right? Yes. If yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Tell me how you fit for a top five. Ziggy, a top five. Uh, top five songs. I, I have albums. some questions. I have, I, have a, I have five questions for you. Okay. You, just, you just give me your answer. <laughs> okay. come, I keep, I keep sending it. everybody the second. It. I send you like a, a little, a few questions. And then on another page, I had like a top five. And no one ever reads the second page right, with the top five. So I get yep. this. I get this great reaction from people. They're like, "What's your top five? <laughs> you know? okay. and, and I'm just going to go in any kind of random order. Yeah. So, tell me, tell um, me, who should we be listening okay. to? An artist that you really like, but the rest of us we we haven't heard of yet. My lord, um, I don't know. Um, see, for me, it, it's it's Counting Crows. I, I, I think more people really need to, to listen to this band. And I know that they're, they're an older band, but just listen to the depth of the emotion behind his, his singing, the inflection in the voice. You know, like the way his song, for expats, um, I found the more that if you listen to their whole string of albums, you know, it's the common theme is just kind of leaving. Um, you know, uh, that's his just common motif through, all of his songs, all of his songs are about not being in the same place for too long. And in that, in that paradox of longing, longing to belong someplace. And at the same time, having the itch to leave. And I think that's just kind of sums up expat life, rock and roll mm. life, maybe just life in general. You know what I mean? Like just, um, you know, like, like, like I hear, you know, raining in Baltimore, definitely gotta, you know, that's such a, Get you in the feels for me. Um, awesome. You know, yeah. So definitely, give him a chance, people. Give him a <laughs> chance. It's not all. It's not all, Mr. Jones and that that wanky song for uh for the Shrek movie. There, <laughs> fuck. I mean, there was they, a, need, they, they, they need to eat too. They need to. <laughs> this is true. To, <laughs> Tommy, there was a, a friend of mine, a Canadian friend of mine, years ago, and he told me this story <laughs> about. Now I don't know if this is one of these apocryphes that's become more true over time, you know, and it's not really true. But the story he told me was that one of his buddy's cars in Vancouver or a city just outside Vancouver, they get broken into one night. This is like, yeah, 15, 20 years ago kind of thing. Or maybe even just before he came to Korea, so about 2000. And whoever broke into the car, they went through, they took the CD player out, you know, one of these kind of portable things, and they took that out and they left the Counting Crows CD on his passenger seat, you know. (laughs) Oh. They took it. They took everything else, and that's the one they left behind. Man, you know. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> you know, you almost wonder what's going to head. So, oh man! But yeah, it's uh, it was a funny story. But I thought, you know. I'm almost hoping, but I'm thinking more likely than not, they're like, oh, what's this garbage? <laughs> in the interest, uh, in the interest of fairness and balance, I thought I would just share that with you. You know. 
Let's flip that on its head then. How about someone who's really overrated? Oh, nice. an, 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 over, an overrated artist. <laughs> who is that? Who is that ginger guy? The guy that ripped off Marvin Gaye? Uh, Ed Sheeran. I'm sorry. Like, people love that, that guy to death. Ed Sheeran. That's right. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's a great guy, and I, I don't know. I just, I just don't. I don't. I don't feel his music. You know, like like we've tried to like do a couple Ed Sheeran cover songs and Sheeran or whatever, and I just don't. I don't. I, it, it, I don't know. Maybe I'm old. Maybe I just. I don't. I don't get him. I don't. You know, like it's such a nice sounding voice. It's all the notes so right. He can play guitar. He can play guitar. He's got a little, he's got little look like pedal and all that, you know. But yeah, his songs are rubbish. I think that's fundamentally what's yeah. what, what makes me not listen to him. His songs are rubbish, you know. It's, it's like, yeah, that's it. But 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 yet, but yeah, yeah. I, I, unfortunately, I, I don't, and I, I hate to dig on like uh, other, you know, like no. I don't mean to, especially you know ones who have sold millions of records too. <laughs> yeah, because we we, we kind of missed the boat a little bit. Everyone just about like working a grumpy old man and all that. You know? Right, right, yeah. Not the song like a grippy old man. Like, however, no. his songs are shit. <laughs> right, but he, here's a, here's another true story. Right, I was talking to a student of mine, uh, a young woman. She's maybe like late twenties, and uh, we were talking about this kind of guilty pleasures, which is next on my list. But we we're talking about this guilty pleasures thing, and uh, she said, "Oh, I saw Ed Sheeran last. So this is maybe not last year, but the year before, so 2018, I think. And he played two nights in a town next to Dortmund. It's the kind of 15, no, maybe 20 kilometers from Dortmund and huge football stadium. It's like 50,000 plus seats, you know, and obviously he played three quarters of the stadium. Two nights he played it or two days. So the kid's obviously doing something right. But I just kind of laughed at her. I I politely said, "Hmm, Ed Sheeran, okay. (laughs) I gave her the, but you got to tip your hat to them, I guess, you know. He's obviously doing something right, or writing songs, or doing. He's connecting in a way that, you know, that yeah. Part of me makes me go, hmm. Yeah, fair fair enough, kid. You know, although I did see, yeah, yeah, video, but, I saw a video of his when I was back in Scotland. I was looking to get into bands and all that again, and one guy sent me a, a list of songs to learn to go audition for his wedding band or a function band. And is it the shape of you? I don't. I really don't even remember. It was some shitty Ed Sheeran song. It just sounds like <laughs> it's just like farting in a can. It's just it's fucking awful. <laughs> so I watched the video, and it's this one when he's pretending to be a boxer and all. I'm like, who the fuck is oh, believing Ed Sheeran's a fucking boxer? Right? Tough guy, no. <laughs> no, he's like fuck no. off. It doesn't look like he's come up on the mean streets. <laughs> and I, no, and I never got the gig for that for that that band anyway. They were probably shit. Yeah, that's, like, yeah, that's or, probably probably a good thing. Uptown funk. That's another song I fucking hate. Uptown funk is the uh, most unfunky funk song I've ever heard, man. It's yeah, it's just awful. Yeah. It just makes my blood curdle. Tommy, tell us a guilty well, pleasure. Uh, a, a band uh, or an artist you shouldn't like. Yeah, go for it, man. Uh, TLC, the uh, like an all-girl '90s. Yes, don't go. But they have, yeah, but they have that song Scrubs. Oh no, Scrubs! scrubs guy. Yeah, that's good as well. Yeah, no right? Scrubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they were okay. There's just something about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not you know. Um, it was just kind of like that that hyper color '90s time. Um, 
it just yeah just reminds me of just just fun you know what i mean like mm. just uh, uh here's the difference with pop music that's the people we've just we've just kind of tore uh, ed sheeran a new one twice and then both of us agreed that tlcl were great you know it's uh <laughs> <laughs> For sure, sure, yeah. What do we yeah, know? Like, fuck that, Ed Sheeran. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he is the rubbish. TLC though. is the shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I, I get a lot of like, oh god, there's so many guilty pleasures. Like, like even that the Come On Eileen song, '80s '80s hair metal. If I'm gonna do guilty pleasure, it has to be a genre, and I, I, I think like TLC is like a couple songs. But if I'm if I'm thinking genre, like that's a real guilty pleasure of mine that many people t- that know me don't hear. Like Poison, Ugh. Talk Dirty to Me, Cinderella, uh, Warrant, Skid Row, Rat, uh, Wasp, Rat, God, all that. Oh, Motley Crue, Girls, no Girls. War. Oh yeah, God, that. Uh, Big hairspray <laughs> and spandex, and, yeah. Um, Striper, striker. I don't know. Striper, striper. I'm digging them all out now, man. <laughs> yeah. No, did you see it? Uh, the Killer Hornets? Man, the Killer Hornets. Oh God, have you seen these things? Eh? They're super scary. <laughs> yeah. I have a playlist um, on YouTube where I kind of put all of these. So there's some great hair metal choices there, Tommy. That I'll uh, I'll add to the list. Yeah. Yeah. What, what about yourself, Tommy, like a, a, a best or favorite venue you've played or a kind of memorable gig? I mean, they're all memorable in their own particular way for one reason or another, but anything that sticks sticks to mind? Um, you know, that that that, the, that gig that I talked about, that Rocky Mountain gig, um, that's always going to be ingrained in my mind because it was that particular moment. You know, when you just had a whole bar full of 100 people or just a whole collection of people feeling joy and happiness at the same time. And just feeling that energy of happiness. And, I mean, like happiness gives off a, an energy, a weird energy that's yeah, just so right. contagious. And, 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 and you felt it because that, that gig, we didn't know. I mean, we had no idea what we were in for. And... I mean, people were telling us that had driven up from Pusan. I mean, people that driven up from Pusan. The other see, end of the country, right? In South Korea. The other end, yeah. They drove, I mean, they, they took trains to, from the other end of the country just to hear this music. And it wasn't that it was like, like they didn't come to see us. They didn't come to see the <laughs> You're just they the came, conduit. Eh? Yeah, yeah. And, and that made me realize the, the magic of, of what music can do for people's souls and what people, you know, like what the magic and the joy that it brings. And, and then it was just at that moment when that note hit and they heard that and you, the floor just bowed, like you just felt the room just go. And then it exploded. There was just an explosion of joy and happiness. And I'll never forget it. Cause it just, it changed the way that I approach music. Like from that moment on, the way that I approached it was, holy shit, it's not about me. No. It's about music and it's about giving. And it's about, you know, and, and it's surprising, like, how many people don't learn that. And, and, and even big star, I mean, look at look at Axl Rose. You know, I mean, he's, 
a huge megastar. And yet it doesn't seem that he's quite learned that lesson, you know, and it's just, and I'm just really thankful that I was able to, to, to learn that lesson, um, you know, because it doesn't matter whether you're playing in a club or, or playing in front of 10,000 people, but to be able to bring joy to people is just really fucking cool. Yeah. So I would say that Rocky Mountain gig, uh, Itaewon circa 2008. <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah, it was a great night. I was there for the first one. I think, yeah, but the first night I was there, that was the night when Jeff had rather a few too many beers and he went up and gave Adam a big hug and started kind of, uh, yeah, <laughs> telling him how much he loved him. And all that. And it was a, it was yes. a tender moment. You know? <laughs> yes. Oh, then there was the, the, the Nate shirt no nights. <laughs> oh, man. Switchy, switchy shit. Nate shirt no. Nate <laughs> shirt no. <laughs> no one else will know uh, what we're talking about summer. here, but yeah, this is a really, no, we'll, no, no. We'll Sorry. get the listeners on to this yeah. one. Last question for you, Tommy. Uh, who would you really yeah, like yeah. to collaborate with, and why? I mean, you could be part of the band, or it could just be a band you put together. You're. I don't know what you would do. You're managing them or whatever. Or it's like your own personal play thing, but no. Who, who would you like to collaborate with and why? Hmm. Wow, that's a, that's a tough one. Uh, okay, I would like to, I want to be in the Traveling Wilburys. I want to be in that band. You get your um, special Wilbury I, name as well. I, I would hope so, yeah, okay. yeah. I think um, there's one of these online yeah. generators where we could do that for you, actually. Oh, that would be great. And yeah. Um, yeah, I would, I would like to be in that project um, um, to be able to learn the craft of songwriting from, from such just, just legends and just people that I believe are, are like-minded too, that have that same kind of old spirit. God, yeah. I mean, the best post Beatle Beatle, of course, right. George Harrison and Bob Dylan, Tom Petty and, Roy uh, Orbison. Who's the guy that plays drums? Uh, Roy Orbison? Like, Frank, uh, I'm trying and, to remember the drummer's name. He's Frank. Uh, he was Maybe he was part of the Wrecking Crew at one point. And yeah, he's a kind of well-known. Yeah. Well-known cat. <laughs> right. But, <laughs> uh, but obviously well-known well in those, you know, in the circles that count. Yeah. Jeff, I, Jeff I mean, Lynn was in on it. He did a lot of the... Jeff, uh, Jeff Lynn was in the band, actually. And yeah, they, yeah. they recorded that first album at uh, Dave Stewart's house. He of the Eurythmics and all that stuff. Yeah. And that's where they all kind of hung out and yeah. just so, kids are running around. and Just imagine, and, yeah. imagine sitting in that basement. You know what I mean? And, and that's where they, they, they went to some dude's basement and, and had fun and told stories and wrote them down and turned them into songs and, you know, talked about, you know, like they, like like old men, you know, like sitting around having a good old time and playing music. And, oh, that's yeah, fantastic. And in the 40 days, we did play yeah. tweet, Tweeter and the Monkey Man. Yeah. <laughs> of course, it's about 40 verses because it's a Bob Dylan song, right? So it's about 40 verses. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think we only, we, we, not, we had to cut about 35 of them out. So it was, it was, only, five, <laughs> it was only five minutes long, you know. But yeah, what a song, man! I just, uh, I just got, I just remembered there. I was like, yeah, we used to play Twitter and the Monkey Man, yeah. That was, that was yeah. Good memories there too. So many good memories, yeah. That's sure. Tommy, thanks for your time, man. It's been an absolute blast. No, thank you. I hope you have some workable stuff, and um, hopefully we can, uh, you know, meet up at some point and uh, 
Yeah, I might have to get over to Germany once all this oh, virus you're stuff. You're welcome anytime, man. As uh, I'll have the beer on ice for you. Yeah. Thank you, brother. Enjoy the rest of your night. Good I know to see it's you. a bit late. You too, man. It's been a blast, too. Ah, thanks, man. It's awesome to catch up. Cheers, yeah. Tommy. All Sweet. the best, mate. All right, friend. All right. You too. Take care, brother. Cheers, man. Bye. Cheers, dude. Peace. You can follow Can't Find My Way Home at anchor.fm. Simply search for Can't Find My Way Home. You can find us on Instagram at can't.findmywayhome, on Facebook at Expat Music Pod. God, there's a lot of these links. Spotify, simply search for Can't Find My Way Home. It's not Steve Winwood, it's the other one. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts from, you'll find us on there. You'll also find a YouTube page, lots of videos, funnily enough, playlists, links to good music that our guests have recommended, and a lot more. Thanks for listening to this episode of Can't Find My Way Home, and I'll see you again on the next one. Cheers.